Welcome to Served Neat. I'm your host, Jen Hartman. I am wildly obsessed with marketing, sales, business, and the bottom line. I left corporate America with $3,000 in my bank account and a dream of becoming a successful entrepreneur. In the last two years, I grew my marketing consultancy to multiple six figures, worked with over 160 CEOs, and even started my very own fashion brand. In this podcast, I'll be serving up my best kept secrets to help you grow and scale your business. Each week, you'll hear from myself along with other entrepreneurs. You'll learn about what it actually takes to grow a brand, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Pour yourself a glass of bourbon and get ready to take notes because it is time to dive into this week's episode. I have seen tons of coaches and mentors who are eager to make a transition into running an agency, which is super, super exciting. We made this shift back in June, and I'm so glad we did. I think that this is starting to happen for a few reasons. So number one, coaching and mentoring just isn't sustainable because of the launch cycles that you're constantly going through in your business. To be completely frank, it's exhausting. I did it for nearly two years. and. I experienced burnout multiple times just because of the emotional roller coaster and all of the work that goes into it. The thing with coaching and mentoring is you are the product, meaning you don't have a physical product that you're selling and you can't pass off your work to contractors because clients are paying to be in front of you. And that part is also pretty exhausting if I do say so myself. I also think that coaches and mentors want a creative outlet and having an agency allows you to be creative in an entirely different way. And with an agency, you can expand your client base. I have worked for a few multi-million dollar agencies on both the client-facing side and the sales side. So I've really gotten to see how successful agencies work. And I, of course, have my own agency and we've been doing this since June. I know what it takes to build an agency, and I know what it takes to sign big global brands. So in today's episode, I'm going to give you guys a few of my best pieces of advice to successfully make this transition. Number one, stop doing lead generation on Instagram and focus more on LinkedIn. You will have a much easier time finding your clients on LinkedIn because of their robust search tool. Instagram is just not a good platform for B2B businesses. So what I recommend is go into your LinkedIn, update your profile, include as many keywords as you can because your profile is searchable. Also, check out LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Yes, it costs money, but it will make lead generation so much easier. It'll save you hours of time. It is definitely worth the cost. Number two, you'll want to brush up on your sales skills because you'll be spending more time on sales calls versus just selling in the DMs. You'll also want to have a structure for your sales calls. So don't treat your sales calls as casual coffee chats. They're sales calls. Make them a little bit more formal. So here's how I like to structure my sales calls. I like to start out by building rapport, aka shoot the shit, get to know your prospect a little bit better. Hey, how's the weather where you're at? How was your weekend? Did you get outside? You know, those questions that you ask people when you first meet them. Number two is qualifying questions. You'll want to spend a good amount of time getting your prospect to tell you more about what their struggles and their goals are. Really get them to open up at this point. 
And you want to ask open-ended questions, right? You don't want to ask yes or no questions. You'll never get anything out of your prospects. You won't learn as much. So ask open-ended questions. I love to start the qualifying questions portion with a broad question, and then I kind of hone in from there. So for example, I might start this process by asking, hey, what's coming up in your business in 2022? It's so broad, and I just let my prospect take it in whatever direction they want to go in, and I ask more questions after I hear their response. Number three is pitch. Once I figure out what their problem is and what their goal is or multiple problems and goals, I then pitch to that specifically. Next up, objection handling. And if you really want to pull out objections in your prospect, here's the question that you're going to want to ask. Hey, now that we've covered that this service is a great fit for you and it could help you reach your goals, are you ready to move forward? Are you ready to move forward? They're going to dig their heels in. They're going to put on the brakes, all brakes, no gas, baby. And then they're going to start putting up some walls. They're going to say, whoa, 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 this is out of my budget. Or I need to go talk to my business partner, right? They're going to have objections and you can start to handle the objections from there. Objection handling is an art in and of itself. And I don't have the time or the space to talk through objections in this episode, but maybe I'll go ahead and create an entirely different episode about this. I would say that you want to handle every single objection on the call. So after you handle an objection, simply saying, okay, great. Now that we've talked this through, are you ready to move forward? Once you get through every single objection, then you're going to want to move on to next steps. Now, they will likely not sign the contract on the call with you. I've never had that happen. Out of my hundreds of sales calls with startups and global brands, no one has signed a contract on the call with me. So there's going to be some follow-up. What I recommend is setting a follow-up call just to answer any questions they have about the contract or the proposal that you are sending them their way. And Worst case scenario, what happens is they'll cancel the call. They'll be like, hey, you know what? I've talked to my business partner and we just can't do this at this time and they'll cancel the call. But I always like to have a follow-up set in stone ready to go. So there's a reason to kind of connect again and move forward and they won't ghost you, which is great. Okay, now that we've talked about why sales skills are really important and how to structure a sales call, let's go ahead and talk about my next piece of advice. So number three, don't bother launching. No, seriously, you don't need to go through launch cycles. Instead, you're going to get comfortable with selling every single day. I'm serious. Get on sales calls every single day. Do lead generation every single day. Yes, we love attraction marketing, but also as you make this transition, you'll find that you have to go after prospects, chase after what you want. Don't sit and wait for people to come to you because if you sit and wait, it is likely that you will not have people come to you right? So go after what you want, go after those prospects, have those conversations. Okay. Piece of advice. Number four, have a Rolodex of social proof Rolodex. Do you even know what a Rolodex is? My age is showing. Oh my gosh. Have a folder of social proof. So Voxer screenshots are not going to cut it. That's not really what your prospects are going to want to see. Instead, they're going to want to see beautiful case studies, a one page case study talking about where your client started and where they ended and how your services helped get them there. Bonus points if you can include numbers in this case study. Actually, numbers are really important. And if you can include direct quotes from your clients, even better. With that being said, references are also powerful. So I want you to have at least three to four references in different industries that you can connect prospects with. 
prospects are going to want to fact check you. So have references on hand ready to go. Make sure that you check in with those references to make sure it's okay that you share their information. You don't want to start giving up phone numbers or emails without permission. And last but not least, when it comes to social proof, and I guess numbers in particular, when you start working with your clients, you're going to have to get really comfortable with data. They're going to want to see proof that what you're doing is driving results. Yes, pretty graphics, beautiful captions, that's all fine and dandy, but it's a fraction of what your clients are going to really care about. So you might be pulling from Google Analytics to show that you're driving website traffic, or you might be diving into later to show that you're increasing reach, aka brand awareness. Analytics, 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 baby, get very comfortable with numbers. Number five, leverage funnels to save time. If you're taking five sales calls per day, that's a lot of prospects to follow up with. I mean, that's 25 people to chase around every single week. That's 100 people per month that you're chasing around, and it's exhausting. So what I would do is get yourself a great CRM. I recommend HubSpot personally. Even ActiveCampaign has a lot of great CRM features. Utilize the pre-built email drip campaigns to do some follow-up for you. You can put them through an email drip campaign that follows up. Maybe it's the first day after your sales call. Maybe it's then the fifth day, and then maybe it's two weeks later. But you want to put together a drip campaign that does the heavy lifting for you so you're not spending hours of time chasing people around. Okay, last but not least, because I could probably talk about this all day every day, but I know you guys like short and sweet episodes, so I will not carry on for too long. Number six, this might go without saying, but if you do a really great job and you continue to put out results for your clients, your clients will keep you on retainer for years. The only time you have to worry about client churn is if you're not getting people results. So here's where under-promising and over-delivering comes into play. I'm going to go over these just one more time. So number one, head over to LinkedIn, say goodbye to Instagram. Number two, brush up on your sales skills. You're going to be spending more time on sales calls, so get really comfortable having those sales conversations. Number three, do away with launching and instead focus on selling every single day. Number four, lean into social proof. Build up beautiful case studies, have references on hand. And when you start working with your clients, get comfortable with the analytics. Be able to talk about how you're driving sales, how you're increasing website traffic, pull from Google Analytics, pull from later. Okay, five is to leverage funnels to save time. Really, really important so you're not wasting hours of your time chasing people around. And number six, if you do a great job, clients will stick with you for years. Do a good job, drive results under promise, over deliver every single time. I hope that this episode helps those of you who are moving from coaching and mentoring into offering agency style services. I know this is a super niche episode, but I've seen quite a few people who have either started to make that transition or who have openly talked about making that transition. So if you have any questions, don't be afraid to send me a DM. I'm always more than happy to share a few other helpful tips and tricks Keep in mind, we are also opening up spots for private consulting. So if you're making a really big transition like this and you need help with a game plan, consulting could be a really great fit for you. I'm going to go ahead and include our application in the description. So you can just click directly on that, fill out the application. We'll be in touch with you soon. If you have questions, just slide into my DMs, neat.marketing on Instagram. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I will catch you guys next week.